Welcome to Her Enterprise with me, Melissa. Hey, and me, Kelly. And it's me, Nicole. Join this group of entrepreneurial women building community and masterminding through our problems. So we can all lean into your values, cut what doesn't serve you, and grow in abundance. Let's get to it, changemakers. Welcome to Her Enterprise, episode 004, where we mastermind Melissa's business. Have you had successes in business and still feel like you're struggling? That's what we're going to be discussing today. We're going to talk about mindset and how even when you have success, you sometimes still feel a little stuck. So keep listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to Her Enterprise Podcast. I'm Nicole. I'm here with Kelly and Melissa today. Um, We wanted to talk to you today about this episode. It's a little different. We're doing our mastermind today, which is where you leverage the knowledge and experience of your group members to help you solve a particular problem in your business. And today, Melissa is on the hot seat, so she has a problem she's going to present to Kelly and me, and we're going to give her some feedback. And hopefully, some of the experience and knowledge we have can help her to either get some more ideas or use resources to better her business. So these Mastermind episodes are really going to be exciting, and we're so glad you're here with us. Hi, and thanks for coming on, Melissa. Hi, how are you, Nicole? I'm great. Thank you. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm good. I have Callahan with me, and I think we're, we'll see how he does, but <laughs> it's exciting. But I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Normally, I guess when we mastermind, we share things that we've done before or some successes. Um, but today we're just going to go right into the problems, right? What are the issues? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So we usually will talk about tools or resources for the group, but today we want to make it shorter for the listener so you can get right to the meat of the problem and hear how we solve those problems together, how we leverage our community to solve our problems. Awesome. So the problem, uh, the issue I wanted to bring to the table today um, has to do with making the most of like past successes. So I've found that in my business, whether it's my blog or my speaking, you know, I've seen some successes. I've gotten hired to write on someone's, some other media outlet as a freelancer. I've gotten booked to speak at some events. And then I feel like I really get stuck or I make mistakes when it comes to like leveraging that and using it as a springboard to get to the next success. Like what, like, I feel like I don't know the right steps to do the next right thing. So for example, I've had the opportunity to go to this conference called FinCon and there I get to meet a lot of personal finance friends and I had the opportunity to be on a podcast that's pretty well known, the Afford Anything podcast. And it was more of a different episode as a fun community episode for her. But I still think like that's kind of a big deal, right? Um, uh, but yeah. I didn't I didn't know what to do next. Like, like, oh, how do I get on more podcasts now? Like, how can I use this to be on more podcasts? Um, and I've done the same thing with 
um, my speaking. Like I've gotten hired to be at events and um, I've gotten really good feedback, but I haven't captured those testimonials to like go back and say, oh, I've spoken at this place. Do you want to hire me at this place? So yeah, I feel, you know, have any of you had this issue or gone through this experience? And, you know, what did you do about it? I, I'm so I'm so excited for your success. It's so great to hear the things you've done in your business, Melissa. First of all, um, also I just wanted to say, do you? So your main goal is kind of building your audience based on these sort of when you get like something that has a lot of leverage, like being on Paula Pant. That's awesome. You're trying to decide how can I grow my audience even larger using these other platforms. Is that sort of the question? Um. Yeah, I mean, the bigger your audience is, the more people that you can help. But I think so. Yes, there's the helping the listener aspect or the reader aspect. But I think the the like more sustainable as- aspect is like, how do I use this um, success, like from getting a small paid gig to getting the next paid gig and then the even better better gig after that right because part of having our businesses is making it sustainable but yeah so there's two components to it there's one component of how do I reach more people so that I can help more people one-on-one and then the other component is you know how do these successes translate to authority I guess so that you get more paid work as well right right The first thing that comes to my mind, of course, is just to reach out. If you've had that exposure with the person, is to reach out to them directly and say, hey, when I talked with you about such and such, is there anyone else you could think of that might be interested in my message? Because they, if they're in a larger network, they know more people than you do. So they might be really helpful just with, I think you said when we talked a little earlier, you have about three different um, kind of big, bold moves you've made where you presented, maybe follow up interviews with those three um, different people that you worked with and say, hey, I'm this is my platform. You know, how can I leverage what I did with you? Like, who do you know that might want to hear my message? I'd love to hear from you. Um, anyone that you know, maybe send us an email. And I know it's hard to make an ask like that. Um, you know, you always want to like give instead of just get. And I know that people like probably Paula Pant gets 100 emails a day, right? Like asking for all this, you know, can you help me out? But especially if it's coming right off the episode, that might be a good um, strategy. And then, um, and I don't want to talk over Kelly if she wants to jump in, but, and then I have another idea too of what I might do. Yeah. So I guess um, off of Paula, the Paula Pant episode, because I'm also in love with Paula Pant. <laughs> And we can name drop her all you want, because the closest thing I have is I was stuck in an elevator with her once. And that's creepy. But if if you're like, if I'm like, guys, I was stuck in an elevator with Paula Pant, like it, it doesn't come off as awesome as like, hey, I was interviewed by Paula Pant at like this. And so I think just um, presume, I always presume and this may or may not be right, but I always tend to presume people want what's best for me. <laughs> and so like, and people want to cheer you on. So people want what want what's best because I want to cheer people on and I want what's best for other people. So like, um, so I think it's totally okay to like share the episode of you with Paula Pant and even just be like, since 
I don't know how long ago it was, but just be like, remember that one time I was on an episode with Paula Pant and share it and then tag Paula Pant. And then if she shouts out like, oh, hey, I like, that's great. I remember this episode or whatever. Then you can reach out to her and say, hey, do you have any other ideas? I'm trying to follow through with this. And I know you're busy, but thank you for your time. And then just be neutral about what comes next, right? Like, don't take it personally if it like gets lost in the shuffle, but also just welcome what arrives. Um, but then also, yeah, I think that's my thing is like, Every solution that comes to mind when I'm thinking, like, don't be afraid to ask, like, what's appropriate for me to share this with my friends or what's an appropriate way for me to share this? Because people also want you to share with your audience what's happening, right? Like, and what you're doing, because that also promotes them. So you being afraid to promote what you've done, right? Like, limits their promotion from endorsing you. So there's like a mutual beneficial aspect that happens there too. I don't know if, if that kind of helps. No, yeah. I, think, aspect. I love that. Yeah. It, it makes sense. Melissa? Presume the best. But yeah, I think if you're like afraid because you're afraid, like what if I they hate me or what if it's a burden or what if, whatever, I, just, I think I just come at it with like so much enthusiasm as like, I'm so excited this happened and I'm so excited, blah, 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 that it's like, uh, like, then suddenly everybody is just excited. And I don't know that like, that's entirely an intentional thing that happens. Like it's just something I've observed that happens and like your audience and the people that are interviewing you or supporting you. Um, like they, they want to promote you like, and they want to lift you up and want what's best for you. So just asking them or sharing that with them gives them an opportunity to share in your joy and share in your success and share in that like abundance and that next level up. And that's like a, an energy that like propels you and propels them forward. So it's like a mutual generosity of like, we all get to share in this joy of success and what, what is possible that people can do. And so I think thinking of that rather than presuming there's a burden. Yeah. Right? So like, yeah. So it sounds like there's a bit of a like mind, mindset. <laughs> mindset that goes along with that. And I think, yeah, I mean, I kind of want to hear what Nicole, Nicole, you said you had something else to say. And then I might like elaborate because I think you might have hit like the nail on the head there or like one of the nails. Maybe there's a lot of nails. <laughs> no, I mean, I was just going to say um, also sort of like about recycling content. So if you do have some larger scale um, promotions or writing you've done, reshare that, reshare a snippet um, on your social media channels or on, you know, and then just, of course, Kelly explained how that helps them remember, you know, that you did that work with them, but also it helps your own audience remember who you are and the great things that you're doing. And I think that has been really helpful for me when I have some of my best interviews with people that are more well-known. Um, I'll tag them again. And one also, one other um, strategy I've used is, so I am big in the ADHD community. So I have a group of followers with Instagram and we kind of all connect those of us that provide information and insight on ADHD and autism and things like that. Um, a lot of times if it's really good content, I just 
push it out. And I'm like, please follow this account. You're really going to get a lot of value out of it. And two times it's ended up where I've gotten a live Instagram live interview with that person. And that person could have had 5,000 followers, 10,000 followers versus my, you know, measly like 2,000 followers. And I'm honest about it because I'm new with Instagram, but I'm working it. And um, that way, when you get on Instagram live, you have all of their audience plus all of your audience. So now instead of just 2,000 people, you have possible 7,000 people that could see it. So that's been really great. The more I kind of engage with people on social media, I feel like we sort of lift each other up, similar to what Kelly was saying. And it really has gotten me interviews, like Instagram live interviews with this person that has a lot more followers than I do. So, and that's probably something you've looked at doing before, but that's just another um, strategy that I use for growing my audience too. Yeah. And for, sorry, my husband's an editor, so, and researcher, writer, whatever. So we talk about like, Um, intellectual rights, which you kind of touched on. Mm -hmm. So like if there's an article you're quoted in, so often like he'll get interviewed for something and he'll say, hey, I was interviewed with the BBC today. And he'll take like a blurb from it and then he'll write his own thing about it. So it's like quoting the original link back, like, and then he's linking back to the original source and then he's quoting it, but then he's creating new content around it. And that's a great way to like promote yet protect like the original person's content. So I had like a lot of people, I had a blog for my cranial sacral site go semi-viral. And then a lot of people were like, this is great. Can I copy it and paste it on my blog? And for the record, like, no, please don't do that. They're like, can I copy it and paste it as my own work and then edit it with my local resources? And I was like, no, that's called stealing. And this was an expensive article to create. And, but I, that's exactly what I spelled out was like, You can quote something you find amazing in here, give your own testimonials, and then link it back to me, like to my site. But then it still is a great resource for you and your client base as well. So there's little ways, but if you always want to ask like the original person, like there shouldn't, like there's nothing wrong with asking them what's an appropriate way to continue to promote this because that benefits both them and you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's really important. I mean, I maybe I I don't remember if we shared it already in this episode, or if I shared it before we started hitting record. But yeah, one of my concerns is also I think with, with like springboarding and using other like, um, being in other people's platforms is like, how much of this am I allowed to use myself? Like I know, I, you know, I, I was on there, but you know, how much can I quote or what's the right amount and everything like that. So that's, that's really good that you brought that up because I think that is definitely one of those hurdles that maybe I'm putting up that don't need to necessarily exist that keeps me from like springboarding to the next success. No, it's fine. Um, I really like the idea about linking back. And when I ask for testimonials and I ask for it all the time with the gut products that I sell, um, I ask, always ask immediately, like, I'm like, hey, would you be willing to give me some feedback on the products? And would you be, uh, would you let me also share that so the rest of my audience could learn how they're benefiting you? It'll, of course, be anonymous. I kind of had that set up. It's the first thing I say, like, I'll say it to me right along with the testimonial, may I? Um, it's funny, going back to that other interview that I did on that other community on Instagram, I did ask her, 
um, can I take snippets to share this? Because I do want to also link back to her page, which I do. I link back and say the, the full interview's there. But I screen record stuff that I want and make it mine. And I just ask the same day of the interview. I'm saying, hey, do you mind if I screen record parts of this? Um, that I might can, you know, I'll lead them to your page too, but I might want to use it on my stuff too. And just, if you ask that up front, I feel like you kind of protect yourself from, you know, doing something that is not, doesn't feel right to you with copyright and, you know, legalities and all of that good stuff. But I feel like asking up front, um, I don't know. I always ask up front that way. I don't have to worry about going back. And if they forgot about the interview and it's been two months, um, it's like, Hey, we're recording this today. Do you mind if I screen record parts? Um, if there's anything, you know, really particularly good for my audience and I can screen record these sections, screen record saves my life. I mean, <laughs> it's, it really is helpful for anything, any work that you're doing online. So I think that's, also that's helpful. really good. Yeah. So um, it sounds like, you know, having kind of like a little checklist of like, what are the kind of things you want to do once you once you come in? I know for my speaking, like that's one of the things that they mention. like if you're doing a low paid speaking gig or a, a bit or a, like volunteer one to ask up front, like, oh, can I get some pictures or can I, you know, get some some something, you know, that you can use later, which is sometimes beneficial to them, too, because you can kind of promote more again. Um, yeah. And I think part of the issue too is, is I guess feeling comfortable with the success maybe. Um, one of the things for me was I got like featured uh, on Forbes, but then I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that this was going to be along these other people. Like I thought everyone was going to be an up and comer and everything. And so I felt really uncomfortable, which maybe ties back to what you said earlier, um, Kelly, about like feeling like a burden as opposed to feeling like everyone's trying to be helpful, right? <laughs> yeah, or just so, sharing in the joy. Yeah, so I think I think part of the reason I didn't promote that was because I was like, oh no, like I didn't ask the interviewer what this article was exactly going to be about. And so I didn't know I was going to be surrounded by all these like big names. So you can also, I don't know, I always find those times as really humbling. And so you can say, I am humbled to be a part of a group that I admire so much. And I want everybody else to know about this group. Does that make sense? So then you're uh -huh. like promoting them, but acknowledging like, wow, I can't believe I'm here with these people. Right. And then, but then like the people who've been cheering you on, like it gives them the benefit of being able to like be a part of this part of your journey. Like, and there's like some special, it's like a secret joy of like, I knew Melissa when, right? Like I knew her when whatever. And I think there's always like some crowd of people in my mind that have like fed and, you know, the Mr. Rogers moment, like the crowd of people in your life of, in your mind of like people in your life that have like fed into your journey to like bring you to where you are. And like, they're all, those are the people that I'm always trying to make proud and not a, even that it's like a self, a self like brag moment, but it's a like, look at this and thank you. Like it's a gratitude moment and it's uh -huh. a moment of like celebration and gratitude rather than like, you don't have to conflate success with pride 
or success or in a platform with narcissism, right? Like those don't all have to be the same. Like those are distinct features. So even defining your terms and what emotions you associate with them, like that doesn't mean that they're necessarily the same. Does that make sense? Okay. And then I was wondering, um, just because I feel like stories kind of help digest the information. Do either of you have stories of where this happened with you and your business? Like, um, not not necessarily that you didn't springboard, but how you did it, I guess, if if you did, you know, springboard to something um, from, you know, one of the steps up to the next step. I, I know I can speak to it. Um, it doesn't, it hasn't given me a huge jump in success yet, but I got a lot of really good feedback on my blog, even though it didn't have it doesn't have a huge audience. I was getting good feedback when the things I was writing was resonating with ADHD parents, and that's sort of led me to say the people had the similar problems over and over again, and my solutions were helpful to them over and over again. It was like the same kind of solution, or try this, 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 and that's when I realized it should be a book because. It was a repeatable, patterned mm-hmm. um, sort of program that I followed through my son and now going with my second son, who's also dyslexic, and, and talking with other ADHD parents. There's sort of a way of opening your mind to understanding your child and not just disciplining them, which is a big kind of shift for parenting ADHD kids. Um discipline in a positive sense, not negative punishment, not punitive for ADHD kids. So there's sort of these bigger mind shifts and then smaller stories I have, and they really were kept resonating the same kind of things. So it led me to say, this needs to be a book. And I already have a huge launch team for the book. Like I was so surprised how people on Facebook have come forward and said, and that's exactly what you were talking about, Kelly, those kind of core fans those people that really care about who you are and what you're doing and they believe in you, those mm-hmm. are a lot of the people that want to be on my launch team. They want to read the book before it comes out. And um, I tried to pick parents that have ADHD kids or have experience with it. So I feel like that was a pivotal moment for me when I realized, hey, this is going to, and, and it didn't catapult me to anything. It just brought, brought me to a realization that this should be a book. And then who knows what the step is going to be after that. But already the feedback from my core group has been wonderful, and they're signing up on the dotted line to read and share. So that, to me, is already a success in its own way. And I hope that is kind of awesome. For. Okay, good. Good job, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, I think mine more has been like one big moment and more like smaller moments along the way. And it, it's kind of an overall affirmation of like, what you have to contribute to the greater voice of society, right? Or like when you're creating content, you always want to contribute something to the conversation rather than just repeating what everybody else says. And so when there's something that you're contributing that resonates with people, you're like, oh, this is a path I should follow or pursue or connect more with because it's a unique part of my voice. So I was quoted in a class about um it was a, like our business it started as a business class and then I ended up being quoted in a book on like building a successful practice for um the brick and mortar enterprise and it was about like um a lot of times people associate like um their value 
with the price they offer and whatever. And then my little, my little spiel about how you, it can support poverty and being like a bigger picture of it's not just about you. (laughs) Like the price you, you charge for your services isn't really just about you. It can be about greater things like building a market and helping alleviate poverty as a whole and like different things like that. So that was quoted in a book. But then other little like and by people I really admire and are excellent in the field. And then when I've had blogs where other people have shared them, like that's been exciting. Um, And then but then that also has been more affirming to me to be like, okay, I have something that I can contribute to the conversation of heart centered um, service based industry businesses and having a voice to like speak to them and how to build a practice and how to work in a market that where they care about poverty and they care about enterprise and they care about all of these things. And then, so that's kind of helped propel my like pivots in business and how I can support other businesses. So that would be part of the lesson I think I've learned. So, yeah. Awesome. I don't know. I'm super proud of you, though. I think everybody should be bragging about you. Like, that's the thing is like, don't feel like is don't rob people of the opportunity to cheer you on. Let the And you don't have to make that choice for them. And if they're silent, it doesn't mean the negative. It just means they're silent. Like it's not you don't have to make an argument from silence out of it. It just means they're busy or something. But people but I think you'll be surprised or you may not be right. It's not always your mom. It's like, <laughs> you know, all these people that you'd be surprised who it reaches and who they're thrilled about. And then they'll be like, oh, my gosh, did you know X, Y and Z? I found her on Forbes. Like yeah. those are fantastic things that giving people the opportunity to cheer you on. And there's so many people that want to cheer you on. The world is full of mm-hmm. cheerleaders. <laughs> yes. As a cheerleader, I say the world is full of cheerleaders. Yes. But. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to have to listen through this one again. I took some notes, but I'm sure there's more to digest the second time around. Well, Melissa, do you want to set any goals for the next two weeks like we usually would in a mastermind? Should we or should we? What do you think? That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I think. Um, So right now, um, trying to work on um, using those successes, I am trying to not trying. I'm going. I'm doing. (laughs) I'm putting together a speaker's reel of places I've spoken at before so that I can kind of put them together. So that way, when I do that reach out to like new places, there's going to be a compilation of videos to show like other places that I've spoken at and kind of hopefully some audience interaction in there too. And then also, I think I'd like to update my Instagram. And maybe I need to drop a little bit more on that with like, you know, what some little successes and then, you know, how can I help kind of things. Instead of such a broad statement. Good. Yeah. And, always, and tag those people. Tag the people that you, tag those people that you, um, you know, if it was Paula Pan or whoever it was, you know. Yeah. And it's a great way of thanking them, like thanking them for the shout out because they're shouting you out. Right. And you're just, you're saying thank you for that. It's not gloating. It's like gratitude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Good. Cool. Well, it sounds like you've got some work to do. Good. 
And we can't. And I wait think we need to update your intro. So you're like, I was featured in. Yeah, let's do that now. Interviews with Malapina. Totally. Yeah. Start from the right. Okay. Maybe I need to send it out to my email list too because I didn't do that the first time. Yes, do it. Do it now. Yeah. 2020 needs to, to hear here. your wins. Yeah. <laughs> we need to. <laughs> We yes. need to hear the we need to hear the celebration because there's not enough to celebrate in 2020. <laughs> right. Should we say goodbye now? Till the next mastermind. Till the Yay. next mastermind. Well, thank Til you, Melissa, for giving us this problem to give our perspective on. It's just so fun to talk about business with women. I love it. I just love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Thanks for letting us celebrate with you. And um, if you liked our episode, go ahead and leave us a review. Or if you like this mastermind and you want to get um, in a group with the three of us to mastermind with you around your business problem, please sign up on our website. Um, Go ahead and schedule a mastermind call and we can give you our expertise. We'd love to all three sit down and work on your business with you. So thank you so much for tuning into Her Enterprise today. Hey, Changemakers. Thanks for listening to Her Enterprise Podcast, Episode 004, where we mastermind Melissa's business. Today, we talked about how even when you're successful and you have seen wins in your business, sometimes we fail to acknowledge and celebrate those wins, which becomes a hurdle when we're trying to continue to grow our business. So I hope you learned something about shifting your mindset and thinking about how most people are out They're trying to help one another and how you should celebrate your wins and share them with everyone you know. Thanks. The ladies from Her Enterprise are a woman's collective of knowledge, inspiration, and connection. We are change makers. This is a podcast for the whole person. It is for you and your business. Let's grow, let's flourish, let's rise with Her Enterprise. Are you ready to be a change maker? Hit subscribe.